afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Happy Thursday to you and yours. Four o'clock on the dot. And this is the spot to be this afternoon. It's your boy Van Nunley of Two Men On, and you're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Program in question, Two Men On. I hate to break it to you, boys, but it's just one man on today. As we have no Fred Slow, we have no Robert Gibson. All you got is a Van Nunley. From the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Home Studio, as today is my last day of corporate COVID, I'll be back in action in the studio on Monday, but tomorrow, myself and Robert Buck D. Gibson will be at the lab doing the show live from Isotopes Park, so really excited for that, but today... It's a first annual episode of Van and Friends. <laughs> we got a star-studded lineup today. KOB TV's very own star of TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back to back to back New Mexico Sports Cast of the Year, Brandon Ortega, will join us. All right. New Mexico Runners owner-operator and CEO of the New Mexico Games, Andres Trujillo, will join hey. us. Hey. Director of Marketing for the Albuquerque Isotopes, Forrest Stolting, will join us. All right. The other Director of Marketing that works at the lab, New Mexico United's David Carl, will join us. Hey, now. Duke City Gladiators' Ronnie Daniels and Malcolm McCoy is going to join us. Ooh, good one. John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy is going to join us. Hey, and then you got one special catch-up sports segment at the end with your boy Van and your boy Mike Vital. I'm really excited of that one. Six o'clock, we're going to do a bunch of quick hitters for the sports world and get you caught up on the day. But we're doing seven straight interviews, Vital. Are you excited? You're all booked and ready to go. All booked and ready to go. We got one after the other, all show. I'm really excited to see what's going on in the world of sports in Albuquerque in the state of New Mexico with some friends of the show, some friends in real life, and me and Mikey here along for the ride. Big news in the sports world, Mikey. The Yankees are now the most valuable sports franchise. They just leapfrog the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wow. As they are the first franchise worth more than $7 billion. $7 billion? The Yankees are worth $7 billion. That is a lot of queso. The the Cowboys had been number one for quite some time in the Forbes magazine would always do those richest teams in the world 
Right. And uh, I don't know what did it. Maybe the appreciation of the stadium, maybe real estate in New York York went up. Yeah, maybe Garrett Cole uh, got off to a slow start. So his contract numbers seem like they're down and he's not getting his value. I don't know what the change is, but the New York Yankees have dethroned the Dallas Cowboys as the most valuable sports franchise, not in the United States, in the whole world, beating out also uh, Barcelona from Spain, Manchester United from England, Real Madrid also from Spain, uh, the Golden State Warriors and the New York Knicks. Uh, next most valuable baseball team is the Los Angeles Dodgers. How about and the, the Boston it, Red Sox are creeping up right yeah, behind them. Yeah, that's what I figured they would too. Well, it's New York, right? Big city. And you, yep, you, you that find, is correct. I don't care where you go in this world, especially in this country, you see Yankee gear everywhere. I want to tell you how much value the New York Yankees have gained since 1973 when George Steinbrunner and the Steinbrunner Family Trust purchased the New York Yankees. Because you might not know this, Vital, but George Steinbrunner wanted to buy the Cleveland Indians. Yes, I do know where, that. Yeah, that's where his family's from. Yep. But he was denied, and it was sold uh, to a different buyer's group. So he said, well, I guess I'll slum it in the Bronx and buy the New York Yankees. And he started an absolute revitalization of that franchise, which why he didn't go after the Yankees in the first place, I have no idea. But get ready to freak out. Not $800 million which would be a steal for the Yankees. Not $80 million, Vital. The New York Yankees sold to George Steinbrenner for $8.8 million oh, in 1973. $8 million? $8 Yowzers. million. You got a good 8 return. Million, $8 million will buy you three Garrett Cole starts. Eight million buys you three games worth of Garrett Cole pitching, and now the Yankees are worth seven billion dollars. Is that a mind-blowing amount of appreciation in that amount of time? Eight point eight million to seven billion dollars. And he bought him in the mid seventies or early seventies. Nineteen seventy-three. Wow. And the pinstripes, you know they're famous. You know everyone knows pinstripes. The New York logo, as far as I'm concerned, is the most recognizable logo in all of sports. Yeah. You know, your boy likes to travel, and I spent some time, loyal listener, friend of the show, you might have heard me say this before. But I went to Vietnam a few years ago, and there were more Yankees hats than any other hat, period. Oh, Is I that can, not insane, Vital? Yes, but in Vietnam, well, in Vietnam, you're like, wow. But they have a lot of factories over there that would make a lot of that stuff, too. When I was in the Middle East, I saw a lot of Yankees gear in the Middle East. Yeah, sure. I mean, and that's just how big their brand is. 
like you would you would think that Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United, Chelsea, you think one of these worldwide football clubs, these soccer organizations, would ki- have the kind of pull that the New York Yankees have. But no, everywhere you go, you see Yankees hat. Everywhere you go, you see Yankees fans. And the New York Yankee Baseball Club has overtaken the Dallas Cowboys as being the most valuable in the whole world. Speaking of valuable, Kyler Murray thinks he's valuable. Kyler Murray says he's going to hold out. He said he will not play football for the Arizona Cardinals until he gets a new contract and new contract extension. If you saw him play in the playoffs last year, you might say, prove it, Kyler. I double dog dare you. Let's find somebody else. I think Kyler Murray is a dynamic, super talented young quarterback. I think the sky's the limit for him and that organization as long as they got the right pieces around him. But, hey, pump the brakes, Kyler. You're not there yet, homie. Vital, did you see well, first the of Packers all, have a new wide receiver today? Yeah, they do. With a little help to Aaron Rodgers, they signed veteran wide receiver Sammy Watkins. It's a one-year deal. But they have to add to yeah, that. It's, it's a pretty depleted receiver area there, for so they're hurting. Yeah, I'm not mad at this deal at all. I'm not mad at this signing at all. Sammy Watkins, you know, he had a rough time in Buffalo at the beginning of his career, but he's seen success in a lot of other places. And he's never had anybody throwing to him as talented as Aaron Rodgers. So as long as Sammy Watkins still has those hands, as long as Sammy Watkins still has a little pep in his step, I think he's going to be a good addition to this Packers wide receiving core. He's not a big splash. He's not the number one wide receiver to replace Devontae Adams. But look, Packers Nation, I think this is a good get. He's a good number two. He's a good number three. He's a great number four in your receiving core. And you only got him for a year. You got him for $4 million for a playmaking wide receiver. That is nothing. That is absolute peanuts. So good job on the Packers filling a hole. I think they're going to sign another free agent, and I'm gonna, I know for a fact that they're going to draft another wide receiver or two in this coming draft yeah, this to help is a out good, Aaron Rodgers. This is a good wide-out draft, and uh, this is what happens when you sign Rodgers to all that money. Yeah, and um, it's the exact opposite with David Carr. Like yesterday I wanted to talk about the new David Carr contract. We didn't have enough time, but David Carr took about – two-thirds or three-quarters of his market value. The dude's still getting paid. He's making a, a just bags and bags of cash. But David Carr, the Raiders are getting David Carr for pennies on the dollar. And while David Carr might not be a Tom Brady, might not be a Aaron Rodgers, might not be a Josh Allen, he's not the number one upper-tier quarterback. But I have... Derek Carr as one step down below these guys. He can make any throw on the field. He's smart. He's a veteran. His teammates love him. He deserves to do well. He deserves to make a bunch of money. Well, and his leadership has been key, especially the year they had this last. His leadership 
from what reports were saying, he was real good in the locker rooms, kept kept that team together. Yeah, Vital, you're exactly right on that. Like what he does for that team and what he does for that organization is worth way more than a pay raise. But he wanted to take a pay cut. Derek Carr's the first quarterback I've seen since Tom Brady to pull a Tom Brady and take less than his market value to make sure that he has more help around him. And he's, guaranteed, Carr, he's guaranteed $20 million, so, so Yeah, I mean, that's still a ton of money. Pretty good. But that's not $40 million right. like Deshaun Watson. That's not $40 million or $47.5 million like Aaron Rodgers. You still have $20 million to throw around to get wide receiver help, defensive help, pay for Devontae Adams. And here's Kyler Murray still on his rookie contract, and he just doesn't get it. He isn't learning from Tom Brady. He isn't learning from Derek Carr. He's going to hold out. He's going to be greedy. And the front office and the payroll and the roster are going to have to pay for his greed. I mean, with what he proved at the end of the season last year and what he proved at the playoffs, do you even give him a big contract? Sure, he could run around and make big plays. Sure, he's got a big arm. But, I mean, but what, is, what does Kyler Murray look like without Hopkins, without Fitzgerald, without Christian Kirk, without Brown? The Cardinals' receiving core is absolutely loaded. Once you've got to pay Kyler Murray a ton of money and you can't pay all these receivers around him, what kind of quarterback does he look like? If you can't pay for a big left tackle and the rest of the offensive line to, to protect him, what kind of quarterback is he after that? So I think this is poorly timed by Kyler Murray, but it's a quarterback-driven league. He's going to get paid no matter what. So congratulations on Kyler Murray. You're going to get paid. The team's going to take care of you. There's not a good enough quarterback out there to replace you. So well-timed. Congratulations to the $100 million club. You're getting paid, homie. You're listening to Two Men On, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. When we get back, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Lottie Bats leading off this eighth. Jonathan Lewisica's first pitch is slammed out to deep left field. That ball is gone! Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a three-homer game. Tonight he does it in the Bronx. Toronto is famous for their hat tricks, but usually it's on ice, not grass. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a three-homer game against the Bronx Bombers. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're so lucky to have so many great community partners and sponsors, and one of them is the YMCA of Central New Mexico and also, you know, my home gym, the Horn Branch. If you're looking for a nice, warm, comfortable home gym that you can go to where everyone feels like family, the YMCA is your spot. Whether it's the McLeod branch or my home branch, the Horn branch, get your sweat on, get your swole on at the YMCA. They do so many great things for the youth of the community and the community in general. So give them your support. 
And your boys are there just about every single morning. So get a membership, come say hi, and come work out with the dudes. Joining us on the program, friend in real life, friend of the show, star of TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. What's happening, my guy? Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure. Always love it when we have you on. And uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a three-homer hat trick against arguably the best pitcher in baseball, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole and the Yankees gave up two hits to the entire Blue Jays team, but they gave up four to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., three homers and a double. Have a day, Vladimir. His father, first of all, was one of my favorite players growing up, who Vlad Guerrero Sr., who ended his career with the Angels. And, boy, what a shadow he cast for Vlad Jr. And so early on in, career, in his career, he is showing he is one of the, truly the best players in the game, one of the best hitters, no doubt, one of the best power hitters, maybe the best power hitter we have. Uh, in the entire game at his young age, that dude's special. I think it's the first of many three run, three homer games we're going to see from him throughout his career for sure. Yeah, that's already his second three homer game in his career, and yeah, I completely agree with you. Like you said, it's not going to be the last one that we're going to see. Uh, your Dodgers kind of off to a slow start. What do you think about that squad? Is it just? Uh, spring training 2.0 or are you worried at all about your squad not worried at all no it's way too early for anyone to be worried and for anyone to be you know too confident in your team you know whether you're four and one like the rockies or two and four like the reds who are playing the dodgers who are three and two so far yeah i mean look it's very very early on um this season is is the marathon of marathons when it comes to sports seasons on the pro ranks uh yeah it's I think we got to give it another month or two to see, you know, what that record's like and what the pitching staff looks like. I mean, I think maybe the most potent offensive lineup from top to bottom, and it's going to take a little time for them to get rolling. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is great to have the MLB playing games right now. You know, there was a long time where we were sweating. Maybe we wouldn't have a season. So uh, it's great to see the Dodgers play. It's great to see the Rockies and, and every single team playing some baseball right now including the Isotopes right here in Albuquerque. Yeah, baby. Opening day on Tuesday. Uh, Fred and Robert were at the lab on Tuesday. Got to host uh, the program from the lab up on the concourse. Uh, I wasn't able to make it because I'm still on corporate COVID. I already beat COVID. I've already tested negative three days in a row, so I'm back to life. But the mother organization does not see it that way, and I can't be in studio till Monday. So I had to miss out on opening day, but I will be there tomorrow at the lab with a litany of great guests. So uh, come say hi to your boys at the lab tomorrow. Van and Robert are going to be there doing the show live from the lab. Uh, were you able to make it to opening day, Brandon? Oh, 100%. First of all, I'm glad you're feeling better. Second of all, we, re- we really did miss you on Tuesday at the lab. It isn't the same without you. You, you love baseball maybe more than anybody except for Fred. 
uh, you two are the biggest baseball fans I know in, 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 our, uh, in our business. And, and Lee Faria, too, who I work with in KOB, he's obsessed. He, all he does is watch baseball every, every day, every minute. Um, third of all, it was awesome to be there at the home opener. The only thing that took away from it was the weather, the wind chill. It was, was real. It was getting chilly out there. Thankfully, they were giving out blankets, those Orbit fleece blankets. And um, I'm sure you saw on Twitter, uh, Julian was there with me, my four-year-old son. He was hanging out eating pizza in front of Fred and Robert as they were wrapping up their show. And he sat next to me behind home plate as I was getting highlights. The atmosphere at the lab for Ice Tubs Baseball is always great on opening day. So it was really fun to be out there smelling all the foods that we've smelt before and the new foods they're cooking and, and to watch the game. And, and I, think, I think this roster is going to be pretty nice this year. The record's not indicating it so far. They've had a slow start. They've been in real, a lot of close games so far as far as games go. But it's another exciting season, no doubt, ahead for 2022. Um, Isotopes always put on a good show. I love how people forget every year that this is weather in Albuquerque. This is weather in northern New Mexico. This happens every friggin' year, and still Burcano, you know, Duke Citizen are surprised every year. It's like, that wind came out of nowhere. Who would have seen that coming? Well, you, last year, and the year before, <laughs> and the year before that. Like, this is, this is spring in northern New Mexico. We have a beautiful 75-degree day. Sun goes down. The winds kick up to 20, 30 miles an hour. We have to deal with that till May. And then we got four months of the perfect weather you've ever had in your life. Like, why, yeah, I will why say, are people I will surprised say, man, here? Do you people get it? Were cert- Can you hear me? Uh, people yeah, were certainly you. not prepared. I'm going to say that right now. Like, there's a lot of people wearing T-shirts. I saw people wearing sandals Tuesday night. Like, yeah, people, <laughs> not enough people were, were looking at the weather report and paying attention to what it was going to be like. It was really funny to see so many people freezing. But, again, they gave out those great Orbit fleece blankets, so that, that was helpful, and I think it kept people sticking around a little bit. But it, that, I, I did get a, a good laugh out of how unprepared people were for it. I think people need to, like, do a weather journal so they remember and they look back, like, a year from today and be like, oh, it gets cold at the beginning of April in Albuquerque. I forgot. I'm so excited for summer that I forget that we have to go through spring first. Yeah, that's a yeah, perfect absolutely. perfect timing for that blanket giveaway, right? Because I know a lot of people in the stadiums were sharing the blankets. They weren't just one per person. They kind of like handed them out and shared them around. So that shows some good camaraderie of Isotopes fans to share all their blankets on opening night. No doubt. So what, what other stories you got going on right now, Brandon? What are you covering? Well, every week we're always getting New Mexico game day ready from, from starting on Monday. It's our Friday night show at 1030 on KOB after the local news at 10 o'clock after our night beat show. So Monday I'm usually getting out to a school and, uh, and visiting a different team. This week it was Valley High School Baseball, uh, who's in, uh, in the hunt for a district title. They uh, played academy on Tuesday, the defending champs in Class 4A. So we're going to catch up with Coach Chad Kuhn, his daughter Faith, who is one of the most amazing stories in, in, high, in high school sports for me. She hangs out with her dad at every practice, hangs out with the team at every single game. She was born with spina bifida and scoliosis and has overcame a lot of medical challenges in her life. And 
she's doing very well right now, and, and, and she's going to be a part of our story on Friday night. Really looking forward to sharing that. Uh, they're an amazing family and an amazing program there at Valley. And then uh, something a little different that I'm going to do on Friday is recap some of the college signings. I mean, we have college signings all over the state, uh, really almost throughout the entire year, whether it be in the fall, spring, um, in the winter. And uh, the last few days, we've had some cool signings. Volcano Vista and La Cueva, off the top of my head, had a whole bunch, I think like 10 kids at each school signed uh, scholarships at everything from junior college to Division One, Division Two levels. Um, Juliana Aragon from Bernalillo Girls Basketball signed with Northern Arizona. Well, Brandon, we're, I was we're really up glad- against it right now. Yeah, let's um, let's uh, get into these college signings and who they are and where they went uh, when we get back. Sounds good. So more KOB TV's Brandon Ortega talking local sports when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Vital, what did I tell you about playing Toby Keith when I'm on the show? You're supposed to save that for when I'm gone, okay? I don't need, I don't need to have this talk with you every time. That's big and rich. That's, that's what I said, right? Big and rich? Oh, you said Toby Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I said. That's what you said? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Big shout out to Electric Playhouse, one of our partners and sponsors in the community. If you haven't been there yet, I highly recommend that you go check out Electric Playhouse. The place is absolutely magical so much fun whether it's a family or a date night you want to get some grub or it's a special event or a concert or keep your ears peeled as the boys are going to host a wiffle ball and a dodgeball league there soon so you're going to hear more about that in the coming weeks and months so get excited start talking about it now and get your teams together Joining us again on the program, KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega. And uh, we were talking about some college signings from the area. Who's uh, Who got signed and who's going where, my dude? Yeah, today it was Volcano Vista. He's had a big group, I think about 10 or maybe a little over 10 of student athletes heading off to all kinds of levels from Division One to junior college. Uh, La Cueva had a big signing day on Wednesday. And uh, Bernalillo High School hosted a special one for uh, the Player of the Year in girls basketball in Class 4A, Juliana, Juliana Aragon. Uh, in my book, one of the best point guards I've seen come out of New Mexico uh, in the well, about four years I've been here. In fact, I just passed my four-year mark at KOB, which is exciting. Um, hey, yeah, congratulations. Student, student, thank you. The student-athlete signings are, uh, are going to be a part of the show on New Mexico Game Day on KOB at 10.30. So we're going to mix in some highlights and recap some college signings. And uh, as I was talking about earlier, Valley High School Baseball is our special guest this week. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun on Friday night. Speaking of baseball, get me caught up on local and New Mexico high school baseball. My, you know how big of a baseball junkie I am. I have been so just dialed in to Major League Baseball and the isotopes that I kind of let the high school scene slide. So get me a caught up. What's the big stories in local high school baseball this year? Yeah, to start the season, La Cueva came in as the defending champion in 5A. They're certainly one of the state contenders. Rio Rancho uh, has been fantastic. They're 20-1 and one on the season. 
They're another big contender. Hobbs is way up there. They're 20 and three on the season. Sandia is uh, really talented again. They've got the fourth best record in uh, in 5A right now. Rio Grande has been coming on. Cleveland beat Rio Rancho uh, just last week. So I mean, it's a deep class this year. Uh, your Carlsbad Cavemen were on the show last week. They're having a pretty solid run right now. They're they're heating up uh, as district play uh, comes up for them. Uh, Oregon Mountain Capital Centennial Volcano Vista. I mean, the list goes on. There's there's some the state brackets are going to be tough again to decide like they always are. Um, and then in softball, uh, I've seen quite a bit of teams, mainly one five A for the most part, and two five A. I've seen I've seen some games. I was at La Cueva on Saturday, uh, Rio Rancho, Cleveland, uh, probably um, one and two, along with Carlsbad. I've seen Carlsbad play. Uh, again, I know you're a caveman alum, so I know I got to get you caught up on the cavemen. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, going to be a a lot of great games coming up this Friday, and really just the rest of the season. We're, we're in the belly of the beast when it comes to district play, and before we know it, I mean we're weeks away from the state tournament brackets coming out, and then uh, championship Saturday will be here uh, mid May. I mean, so literally we're a month away from that, Dan, and that's crazy because I feel like yesterday. We were kicking off football season, so the school year is a bit of a marathon when it comes to covering high school sports out here. And, uh, yeah, it's starting to wind down. And But, I, I mean, look, I love covering everything from baseball to softball to golf and tennis, which are two sports I played in high school. Track and field is very fun to cover out here. Uh, so the list goes on, man. Uh, there's a lot of high school sports going on uh, today um, and every Friday. Yeah, we, we try to recap as much as we can on New Mexico game day. When and where can they see you on New Mexico game day? So it's Friday night, 1030. That's where you can see the live show. And if you miss it, uh, we post every single episode on KOB.com. We always post the entire episode, and then we also post whoever our special guest is. Uh, we, we clip out that segment as a, as a separate link, too. So if you want to just see who the special guest was, you can see it on KOB.com and the entire episode. All year long, from August to now, uh, every episode is on the website, and uh, it's a lot of fun to do live, uh, which we've been doing for so long, I think 25-plus years. Um, 1996 uh, was the the first uh, year New Mexico game day started. So, yeah, it's live on Friday. Now, look, if you you haven't seen it lately, it's been a little different. Through the the days of the pandemic, before the pandemic, we had – live guests we had every team that would visit us would come to the studio and be on the show live when the show came back in uh late 2020 2021 uh, we changed it up i am visiting a school every single week and that's been a lot of fun because it limits the travel of the teams and we're mainly outside uh so we haven't really been wearing masks most of that stuff through most of these shows and uh, of course we're at the point now where we're not wearing masks so yeah, this week I visited Valley High School, and uh, that'll be on the show at 10.30 on Friday. Excited. You know I'm going to be there watching. I try not to miss a single moment when you're on television because you're just an absolute wealth of talent and experience and just honored to be a friend of yours and a friend of the show. So really appreciate you, brother. Love you, too. Love you buddy. You, have, uh, you keep getting better, and uh, we'll maybe some disc golf this weekend. We'll do something fun. We'll get outside and get you some exercise again. 
Yeah, now that I beat the Corvids and the weather's turning, let's get out and play some disc golf and some real golf and uh, get out there and do whatever we can. You got it, brother. I love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, brother. Love you. Bye. KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. When we get back, New Mexico runners and New Mexico games, Andres Chihio. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Program in question is two men on, but today it's just one man on as Van is all alone. All by myself. But not this segment I'm not as Van and Friends continues. Friend of the show, friend in real life. New Mexico runners, owner, operator, president of the board of the New Mexico games, Andres Trujillo. What's happening, my guy? What's up, buddy? I'm glad that I can keep you company for a little bit here. You're you're a lonesome dove, but uh, but not anymore. So you're, we're we're cool for for the next few minutes. So I, I'm thank you so much for bringing me on the show, brother. <laughs> well, it, it, it feels like a hug from Grandma all the way across the internet. So thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. So, yes, New sir. Mexico How runners. Doing, man? How's, how's life? I mean, uh, it's I know good, I man. To, I, I, to... I beat I beat the Corvids. I'm back to good, life. Good. I'm back to baseline. Your boy went to the gym and exercised today. Went out to community, ran some errands, but I'm still on corporate COVID, so I got to work from home. So here we are in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Home Studio, and uh, I get to play with my friends today. As uh, right now, we got Andres with us. Hey, How you I'm doing? Glad How's to be the fan? Good, baby's uh, baby boy, baby Ezekiel's uh, seven months, you know, so he's been a blessing and a joy and fun to hang around and uh, watch him develop into a little human, you know? Who's, uh, who set a record for youngest person on the show at six months. So uh, that was, he's going to be a that star. That was pretty cool. <laughs> he, he and I tell you he, what, everybody was uh, loving it. He was just hamming it up with everybody, though. <laughs> he he cut his teeth before he cut his literal teeth. So there's that. <laughs> yes, so sir, New yes, Mexico, sir. But uh, hey, boy, good, your, your runners, they started off slow this year. I, it was hard for them to start playing together. As you know, they took a year off, but ended very strong. What was the key to the turnaround for the squad this year? You know, I think it was one of those things where we, you know, this season we had about a 50-50 uh, mix of veterans and new guys. And I think really what we, we found was the key was these new guys have, were very receptive uh, to understanding and learning the game. Uh, most of our new guys never played indoor before, um, but they but once they were had an understanding of it, and when they had the opportunity to play, they just dominated and did a fantastic job. They were able to take information that uh, head coach Fumaletta gave them, and they were able to execute it on the field. and And I think that was the real key of how we were able to finish so strong. And they dominated the last few games, too. They're not just wins. They were quite dominant in the last few. Mm -hmm. Are you expecting the same squad back and to take this momentum into next year, or are you going to have to cookie-cutter out some pieces again? 
Well, you know, I think with every sports team, there's always an adjustment. You know, that cookie-cutter kind of concept is trying to figure out what chemistry works. And, and, you know, again, we don't know what veterans are going to be able to maintain their level of performance into the next season. That always always changes. We always get older. Um, We become slower as we get older. And and so uh, definitely it's a lot more work for veterans to to stay in the competition ring and – and so, obviously, it's, we, have a, we have a few months before we even have a chance to see what that looks like. Uh, but definitely focusing, you know, uh, Coach Fomalet is focusing on the younger groups, to the, the, the newbies, the newcomers, to really take hold of what we're, what we're trying to accomplish and, and really run with that momentum. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what our, what our new talent is, uh, you know, and, and, and really technically this past season's new talent will be considered veterans for the next season. So uh, just, just really looking to see, forward to see what, what kind of talent we, we'd have as we kick off the fourth season. New Mexico Runners Arena Soccer, one of the best shows in town. If you haven't been to a match, I highly recommend you do. Season just wrapped uh, this past month, so now we're looking forward to the next season. Speaking of looking forward, uh, New Mexico games are coming up. How does it feel, air quotes, post-COVID? I know we're not post-COVID because I just had COVID. But air quotes, post-COVID, how does it feel that you get to share the New Mexico games with more people and more events this year? I think this year is a really exciting uh, year for the New Mexico games. New Mexico games have been around since 1989 um, and had a wonderful uh, lineup of sports every year since since its inception. Um, and then, you know, COVID hit and everything just completely just went blank. Everything was shut down. Everything was gone. There were no sporting events taking place uh, in 2020. So, um, you know, and then in 2021, we did what we could to have as many sports as we, we, we could. Unfortunately, the state of New Mexico opened up so late, you know, June, July, um, and, and we could not accomplish uh, the resources needed to put on our usual uh, lineup of sports, which is around 20 sports every year. And uh, but we did get through 2021 and, and had a successful year uh, with the limited uh, number of resources and limited number of athletes that were able to participate and, and sports. But for 2022, uh, we are kicking off 20 sports this year. So super excited about Ooh, that, nice. especially with the uh, we're, we're bringing back our the most iconic basketball tournament in New Mexico, and that's the Memorial Day weekend basketball tournament, and and that's on May from May 27th through the 30th. And what's really great about that tournament is we have teams come from all over the state, from third grade. Uh, uh, groups all the way through high school, and we have our open men and open women's recreation division, as well as our senior division for those that are 50 years and up. So it is one of the coolest things. We have over 200 teams participate every year, um, and it's been three years since we had our tournament. Our last time we had our tournament was in 2019, so that's really exciting. One, you know, I want to be part of it any way I can. You know, do you, do you ask for volunteers in the community, volunteers for certain sports? And if you are looking for volunteers, how do they get a hold of you? 
Absolutely. We can always use volunteers. One of the things that's been great about the New Mexico Games is that no matter what skill level you have, no matter what your involvement is in, in sports, or doesn't, doesn't matter what it is, as long as you love our community, uh, you love what we are uh, you know, providing opportunity for, for our athletes, and, and just being involved, it, it, the New Mexico Games is the right place for you. Uh, volunteers from our biggest sports, whether it's swimming, track and field, uh, basketball, you know, pickleball, uh, you definitely it's going to be one of those things where, where we need all the help we can get. And the easiest thing is to go online and send us a message from our contact page at NewMexicoGames.org. Um, but if you want to you work, you want to help out, you can also have, you can, you feel free to call me at 505-238-9099. Excellent. I'd love to get as much involvement as possible. I know we're going to have you on more as we get closer to this. But we're up against a break. Can you tell me real quick what you're most excited for and why is it the ninja competition? So I think ninja competition, I think everybody's been kind of uh, knows what the ultimate, the ultimate ninja warrior is. They've seen it on TV. They've, they've looked at it as like, oh, my gosh, that's cool. But guess what? Ninja is a real thing, and we do have a ninja competition taking place. That's our first event of 2022, and that's on April 23rd over at the Ultimate Ninja Obstacle Gym off 4th Street. And it's one of those things where you let's see how let's see how strong you are, let's see how agile you are, let's see let's see how you know how you can compete doing all these tasks and and do you make a good time? Can you even get through the course? Uh, but it's a really well, cool Andres, we're, uh, we're up event. against it. I know I'm so excited for all the games, but I'll definitely be at the Ninja competition in person. I can't wait to see it. Andres Trujillo, owner operator, New Mexico Runners. President of New Mexico Games, thanks for coming on with us, and we'll have you on soon to keep talking about this awesome program you're running with the New Mexico Day Games. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate you, buddy. NewMexicoGames.org for more information. Have a good one. More sports-adjacent talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. If you're just getting in your car... After a long work day, congratulations, you did it. One more day. I'm proud of you. Here's a little digital hug right here over the radio waves. A little pat on the back. You made another day. Tomorrow's Friday. Congratulations on that, too. Five o'clock tomorrow, what I want you to do is hop right in your car and go up to the lab and watch some Isotopes baseball with me and Robert Buck D. Gibson, as tomorrow, Two Men On will be live from the lab. And boy, are we excited about that. And I'm extra excited about it because I was on corporate COVID and I couldn't make it to opening day. So I get to have a second chance at opening day on Friday and here to tell me everything I missed out on and rub it in my face is media relations manager, the isotopes, Forrest Stolting. What's happening, my dude? Oh, not much, man. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be back on the show with y'all. I definitely missed you on a Tuesday night, but I heard Fred and Robert held it down pretty good over there, huh? Yeah, they did a great job, had some great guests, did some great interviews, really highlighted what was going on at Isotopes Park, uh, Rio Grande Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. You guys got mm-hmm. so much going on. You got great promotions, great giveaways, great new food, interesting new players, some players returning home. 
what's really stood out for you so far through the first week? Um, I would say it's the amount of fans that have come through here over the first two days. I mean, on opening night, we had over 7,000. Last time, we had over 6,000. On opening night, we had given away those orbit blankets. And by the second or third inning, it was kind of chilly out. It seemed 80 to 85% of the fans were just huddled up in their orbit blankets. So it was just a sea of yellow throughout the entire ballpark. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, and you see all the fans enjoying being back at the lab in Isotopes Park and seeing their isotopes. Um, obviously, this is my first year with the Topes. And, I mean, the fans really resonate with these players, man. Even though they change for the most part year in and year out, uh, these fans love their isotopes. And it's really cool to see um, that connection with them. Yeah, good thing. That was a perfect night to hand out blankets because it got windy and it got chilly. And it's good for orbit. Because I know how big of a narcissist Orbit is, so he loves seeing his face just splattered all over the crowd. Did he pat himself on the back after the game? Did did, did he even get one of his own blankets? I don't know how this works for Orbit. Oh, I think Orbit got more than one blanket after the game, that's for sure. He probably took down <laughs> three or four back to his little house that he's at and had a nice little rest after seeing his face everywhere uh on opening night with all those blankets that's for sure he was stoked and um i think the fans they, they also are huge orbit fans as well so kind of seeing them resonate with those blankets and come out and in droves for those blankets i mean because fans started lining up for those blankets at like two three o'clock in the afternoon for a 6 30 first pitch 5 30 uh gates open so i mean the dedication that some of these fans had to sit out there for three, four hours, um, just unbelievable. Really cool to see. So you said, you know, speaking of fans, you know, there was a great turnout on opening night, a good turnout last night. We expect another good turnout tonight. But we're inching closer and closer to a milestone, Forrest. The isotopes <laughs> are about to have their 10 millionth fan walk through the gates that is how correct. do you, how, how do you guys track that how do you know exactly which one it's going to be oh so we won't know like so we'll see the, the countdown when it gets to 50 49 tick down and so we'll go to one of the the the, the base the uh, the gates entrances to see uh whichever one has more uh fans coming through we'll go over there and say all right we got five four, three, two, one. And so whatever, whenever that ticket gets scanned at the gate, that knocks off the number because I think we're 4109 away. And so we're going to get that tonight for sure. And so we'll be waiting by the gate um, for the for that fan to walk through. And then we'll be surprising them with balloons. Orbit will be there. Our front office staff will be there. Some media personnel will be there to greet them and take their photograph and interview them because it's a really it's a huge milestone for the organization it's just because it's very emblematic of how much success um the topes have had throughout their 20 years here in albuquerque and so um we just want to make sure we congratulate uh that fan we have the first isotopes fan roberta duran actually showing up tonight as well to congratulate and welcome the 10 millionth fan um so that'd be really cool to see that first fan have a connection with that 10 millionth fan. And hopefully when we get that 20 millionth fan, 25th millionth fan, we can bring back the 10 millionth fan and Roberta to make it the, 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 the circle complete um, once that day happens. So it's really cool. 
um, that were kind of bringing it back to Roberta on, on day one of isotopes um, and up to the 10 million fan today. Forrest, even though it's your it's your first year working for the isotopes, even though it's your first year here in Albuquerque, it didn't take you very long to figure out how important the Albuquerque isotopes and how important the lab is to the Albuquerque and New Mexico community. Can you talk a little bit about that relationship in between the isotopes and Albuquerque? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, so Michelle, who's our director of community relations, she brings Orbit to over 250 uh, community events a year, and it's just amazing to see how many people are excited about bringing Orbit and the Isotopes brand down to their place of work or to a birthday party or whatever it might be, some kind of special event, just because the, the connection that fans have with this place and this team, it, it really is something truly special to see how much we, not only that the isotopes give back to the community, but how much the community gives back to us and supports us. So it really is an equal partnership between the two. Um, and it seems that no matter where I go in the city for the first time, there's always going to be some type of isotopes connection with that place, whether it be a restaurant, a bar, a gym, whatever it may be, there's going to be some kind of connection there. And that just goes to show um, how deep, uh, isotopes fandom is and how much the isotopes impact the community on a daily basis. So the boys will be up at the lab tomorrow. Myself and Robert Buck D. Gibson will be doing two men on on the sports animal from the lab tomorrow. And boy, did we, you know, land on a fortuitous day because not only do we have a great promotion, uh, we have just a great day for baseball and the history of baseball, and even bigger, the history of the United States of America, as tomorrow is Jackie Robinson Day. How, mm-hmm. how much prep did it take for you guys to really honor Jackie Robinson Day here in Albuquerque? Oh, it's super important to honor Jackie Robinson. It's the 75th anniversary, which is the diamond anniversary. So it really is the perfect anniversary for the baseball um, celebration of Jackie Robinson. Um, it's it, Jackie Robinson did a lot of great on the field, but what he did after his playing career was extremely important, if not more important than what he did on the baseball field as a player. So we're trying to make sure that we honor him, not only as a player, but as a person outside of baseball, because he did so many good things for the world um, once his playing days were done. And so all our players will be wearing 42. We'll be having a Jackie Robinson Community Outreach Award. I'd be giving out um, Van Tate, uh, one of the sports anchors on KRQE, will be our MC of the night. Um, we'll be having celebrations throughout the evening, um, pregame, in-game, discussing Jackie Robinson, what he did um, to better the world. And so, it's just we want to make sure that uh, we not only highlight Jackie Robinson, but also other important figures um, in the black community in Albuquerque. And so we're, we're doing that with this new Jackie Robinson Award. We're honoring um, the black-owned business, and we're really excited to bring them out to the ballpark and continue that tradition for years to come. I love it so much, and I'm so excited to be there tomorrow and hopefully help get to, to honor some of these local businesses and some of these community members Sunday's Easter. Mm-hmm. We got a big Easter egg hunt coming up too. Number one, 
Give me the details on it. Uh, number two, can I pretty please participate? <laughs> I think we can make an exception for you, Van, but only you, that's for sure. Um, so it was, <laughs> the game starts at 1.35. The East Ray Hunt begins at 12.30. Um, it'll be on the field. Uh, it'll be a really great festivity. Um, all the kids are w- more than welcome to show up. There's information on our website about it. Um, you can obviously call in the ticket office, the box office, um, to learn more. If you're not, the, the questions aren't answered on the website. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's, also, and it's going to be a great day. It's also our uh, magnet schedule giveaway as well. And so between that and the Easter egg hunt, it's going to be a lot of fun for the kids. And obviously the kids can run the bases after the game as well. So it really is a, a good day for the kids to enjoy Easter, get to be on the field twice in one day. That's a, a lot of fun for them to kind of be um, – in, in the in, in the in the place where the isotopes play on the field and experience what that what that feels like, so it's gonna be a really uh, fun fun day at the lab for sure. So so who's out there hiding the eggs? Real quick, we're kind of up against it. Is it mm-hmm. is it the the marketing team or is it Ed and Thomas and the the, the groundskeepers together? Like who who hides the I eggs? Think, I think it's gonna be a, a smorgasbord of people. I'm sure Orbit will be out there helping Ed and Thomas. I'm sure. We'll have the marketing team out there as well. Maybe even some uh, executives come out. It's going to be really a hands-on deck um, situation just to make sure that all the eggs are extremely well hidden for the kids and uh, everything's set up extremely well and make sure that all the fans uh, have a great time. But Orbit will be the one, the, Orbit will be the one in charge is my guess. So. <laughs> Nice. Well, he, he's in charge of everything, right? He's no matter that's what that's department sure. he's, you're he's in, the, boss. the, the he real has, uh, CEOs over all the, key, all, all, the, all the keys, all the doors. So, <laughs> Forrest Stolting, media relations manager for the Albuquerque <clears throat> Isotopes. Uh, anything else before we let you go, Forrest? Um, let's get a win tonight. Excited to celebrate the 10 million fan and celebrate Jackie Robinson tomorrow. So please come out to the stadium and we got plenty of new ballpark food you can you can try. Uh, some of the things you probably never even tried before. So be sure to check those out whenever you come out to the lab. Forrest, thanks for being a friend, and thanks for the, you and the Isotopes for being a friend of the show. We will be seeing you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Have a great day. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 V, Sports Animal. All right, give me all the Beck you got, Vital. I could do Beck. Just don't hit me with any more of that Toby Keith. You can miss me. You can miss me. Miss me with that forever. <laughs> Back on the program, we're so lucky to have such great partners and sponsors in the community and another one being Locker 505 and we're so proud of the work that we get to do with Locker 505 in the community, whether it's, you know, go to their events that they're already running or help them with events or, or whatever it may be. And, for example, right now, Locker 505 needs your help on getting plus-size dress clothes as two men on New Mexico Highlands and Locker 505 uh, are helping dress some young student-athletes from Las Vegas, New Mexico, and New Mexico Highlands University. And we've given away a lot of suits. We gave away a lot of dresses. 
But these big dudes, these offensive and defensive linemen, these wrestlers, there's not a lot of clothes in their size. So if you're a big dude and you got some dress shoes lying around, you got some big pants and big suits lying around, please get a hold of Locker 505 and donate your new or gently used nice clothes. You can reach out to them, locker505.org, 505-294-1647. And you know who else needs donations is the Philadelphia Phillies as they're in the gauntlet of the NL East, and they're not off to the greatest start. Speaking on their behalf is New Mexico United's very own David Carl. What's happening, my dude? That's a lot to put on me to speak for the entirety of the Philadelphia Phillies organization. Uh, yes, like please. We've got You're do about great. a century of things to apologize for. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, one of them is not It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, as you know, I always love that show. So how do you how you feel about your squad? How do you feel about the red pinstripes so far this year? You know, I think it's it's kind of about what we expected so far. Obviously, you know, we as a club are going to, in general, pretty much mash taters. I wouldn't be surprised if we leave the National League in home runs this year. I also wouldn't be surprised if we leave the National League in errors this year. You know, Alex Bohm, in game number two the other day uh, of our young season, committed three errors in three innings, but then came back and hit a, hit a game-winning home run. So I think that kind of just sums up what our season's going to be like. Yeah, uh, in two innings, you got your whole season of Philadelphia Phillies baseball. And beyond him making the errors and beyond him hitting the game-winning home run, he muttered underneath his breath, I effing <laughs> hate this place. And then in true Philadelphia fashion, he got booed off the field and had to make an apology. And then the fans embraced him the very next day. I love yeah. Philadelphia sports, David. I, uh, I love that city. I love that those fans. Uh, you can talk smack about them all you want, and a lot of people do. But they are the most passionate fans in all the sports. I love them to death. Uh, it is a lot of fun. And, you know, if you're Alex Bohm in that situation, i got to give you a lot of credit for actually coming out and owning it. Because I feel like if, if you know, because you got caught on camera, as you said, and you could kind of read lips, and you said, you know, I effing hate this place. You could have said, like, a lot of athletes would have said, I said, no, no, I, I effing love this place, or, or something to that effect. But, no, he came out and he owned it, and I think Philadelphia embraces that. No, I said, effing great is this place. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what, that's I, what said. I said. I swear that's what I said. Moving away from Philadelphia sports back to New Mexico sports, New Mexico United are coming in hot this season. Haven't hung up an L all year. How does that feel in the organization? How does that feel in the locker room right now? It's a good start. We're one of four unbeaten teams left in the entire league. But if uh, if I were to tell you these guys were satisfied, I think I would be I would be certainly lying to you. And we've got a uh, couple rivalry matches coming up in back-to-back games uh, this coming week. And uh, if we come out of, out of that with two wins and those two rivalry matches, then I think the guys will be feeling really great. Until then, it's all business. So we got two on the road and then coming back here, back to the lab this Saturday. What's the key to the victories on the road? Is it just business as usual, or do you got a key in different matchups? Well, it's, it's really interesting because it's, it's two games against the same team, which doesn't happen very often. That's not how schedule makers typically want to make pro sports uh, schedules or anything like that. But So we're playing on Saturday in Phoenix at Phoenix Rising, again, a team that we don't particularly like and they don't particularly like us. Um, and, again, that's a rivalry match. 
then we're playing in this tournament called the U.S. Open Cup, the oldest professional sports tournament in the United States. Um, and we were drawn in the third round against, guess who, Phoenix Rising. So we'll be playing them twice in the course of four days. And it's really interesting, though. You have two teams, the same two teams, playing against each other so close together. But at the same time, one's a knockout tournament. You win, you stay in, you lose, you go home. And the other one is USL Championship Entire League, where, you know, you've got 32 matches. You've got a long way to go. So it'll be interesting to see how Zach prepares, head coach, technical director Zach Prince prepares for those two very different situations against the same exact team. That's super interesting. And the way the schedule, I mean, it's it's destiny, right? Like, is the team going to stay out there the whole time and, like, dine and go out and train all in the Phoenix, like all in this little snake pit in Phoenix? Are you going to come back and forth? No, the plan is for them to They head out tomorrow morning, I think, after training, and they will stay out there through the two matches. So they will train out there, they will eat out there, they will sleep out there, and that is where they will be until uh, the second match, again, which is on Wednesday night in Phoenix. So, so do you expect these two matches to get spicier as it goes along, do you think tensions are, will be higher and will get more heated? Or do you think everyone can maintain their professionality throughout this rivalry? Well, well you know the old saying is that I mean, excuse me, familiarity breeds hostility, I think is, is the old saying. And these two teams know each other well. Uh-huh. They've played each other five times since United came into the league in 2019. Um, and they faced each other. Uh, the first away game in United's history uh, back in 2019 was a barn burner in Phoenix um, and that kind of set the tone for the rivalry going forward from there. They played each other five times, once in the U.S. Open Cup in 2017, uh, where they went, went all the way to on that six to five on penalties. Um, and so they know each other well. They don't necessarily like each other very much. And typically when they get together on the field, there is a little bit of, we'll call it extracurriculars. Sure, I can see that and I can appreciate that. Both in the Southwest, both in the same division, both with similar skill sets. Like I can really understand what's going on there. But luckily, we get to come back home on Saturday. Can you preview that a little bit for us? Yeah, absolutely. Taking on a Sacramento team who uh, we took uh, down to the wire when we played them last season and ended up uh, winning that one late, the 3-2 to two final. Um, that was a, a tough match, um, and they're a very good team year in and year out. They're one of the top teams in the Western Conference. A couple of years ago, there was uh, the thought that they were going to head to MLS. That bid ultimately didn't go through, so they uh, stayed in the USL Championship. Uh, they're also the only team in the USL Championship right now that can hold a candle to us in attendance. They're right on our heels um, in attendance, so we want to try and pack the lab when they come out next Saturday uh, to make sure that we stay ahead of them in that number. That's a good plan right there. Uh, Can we talk a little bit? I mean, we love everything about the United. We love the way you turn that stadium out. We love the curse. We love the passion. But I think what we love the most here at Two Men On is you guys' involvement in the community. Can you talk a little bit about the foundation and what projects you all have going on right now? Yeah, always happy to talk about the Somos Unidos Foundation and the incredible work that they do all the time. Uh, They're actually... Uh, just about half an hour ago, ended up, uh, finished a uh, um, clinic. They were out at East San Jose Elementary School. Um, a couple of the players out there uh, leading hey, that's where clinic. my daughter went. Uh, oh, what's that? That's, hey, that's where my daughter went to elementary school. Well, that is awesome. They're just like said, she's they just fluent in Spanish now because there. of it. <laughs> a 
a couple players out there leading a couple youth teams in a little head-to-head matchup. It was a, it was a great time. Um, and so, you know, just finished up those clinics. We're doing clinics all over New Mexico. Um, that's always a really, really great thing. Um, and the academy season is, is just getting underway. We've had a couple matches under our belts academy-wise. Um, and that academy is fully funded, completely 100% scholarships um, by the Somosinos Foundation and uh, through donations and, and fundraising and all of that kind of stuff. You know, it's our very strong belief that nobody should have to be, have to pay in order to play the highest level of youth soccer. So that is entirely free. So that means equipment, that means training, that means travel. If you make the academy team, you don't have to pay a single dime. And that's something that we're really, really proud of as well. New Mexico United's David Carl, friend of the show, friend in real life. Uh, anything else you want to touch base on before we let you go? I appreciate you letting me come on. Like I said, a couple road matches at Phoenix in the next few days, and then we're going to pack the lab next Saturday against Sacramento. So get your tickets. Come on out. It should be a lot of fun. All right. The weather's turning. Two men on is going to be in public more often. I beat COVID. So let's get you out in public. Let's get a player on, and uh, let's pump up the next match next time you guys are out. Hey, glad you're feeling better, man. Hey, appreciate you, David. Uh, Always a pleasure. When we come back, Ronnie Daniels and Malcolm McCoy of the Duke City Gladiators, we're talking about their matchup on Saturday, and we're talking about a little real life going on in the world of sports. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports anchor. And welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I think we got some tech diffs on getting a couple Gladiator players on right now. Um, I'm trying to work it out right now as we speak. It is a Van and Friends day as Van is all alone at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Home Studio and well, you're supposed Mike to be, Vitale. You're supposed to be all alone. You're supposed to get rid of that sickness and come back out tomorrow. Well, you got a deal, Vitale. I'm uh, All right. Sorry, trying to figure out this guest right now. Going to get him to call in right now. So, um... Yeah, hey, Vital, I tested negative three days in a row. I wanted to do my due diligence before I went back out in the community. And one thing I did do today was go to the Duke City Gladiators press conference today and uh, cover them. And, boy, are they excited for their first win. You know, it's hard on a team when the offensive player of the year, Nate Davis, uh, NFL caliber quarterback, when he goes down and then – you got a young man stepping in for him, uh, Ramon Atkins from New Mexico Highlands University. There's, there's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be a learning curve. But Ramon and the boys got their first win last week, and we're efforting uh, Albuquerque's own Ronnie Daniels and Malcolm McCoy, uh, linebacker and running back respectively, uh, for the Duke City Gladiators. And... Um, so the Gladiators got a big win. Congratulations to them. A big 50-28 to 28 win. And I don't know if you know a lot about arena football or indoor football, but 
28 points is kind of nothing. So don't say anything to the defense, but in my eyes, if you hold an arena team to 28 points, that might as well be a shutout because you got to get 50, 60, sometimes 70 points to win those games. And so congratulations uh, to Ramon Atkins getting his first win as quarterback of the Duke City Gladiators. And congratulations to Duke City Gladiators as an organization. No one player is going to turn around a season. It's a team effort. And everyone in that locker room, everyone on the Duke City Gladiators know it's a team effort. And they play uh, like it's a team effort. So also, speaking of Gladiators, we got two tickets to give away. 505-246-0610. 5.30 out at Rio Rancho Event Center this Saturday. Kickoff is 5.30. Doors open at 5. If you want to show up early and join the tailgate, which is always a lot of fun, tailgate starts at 3 o'clock. There will be an Easter egg hunt for the kids all right up there at the Rio Rancho Event Center. So show up early, have some fun. Support your Duke City Gladiators, support your Albuquerque and Rio Rancho communities, and just have a lot of fun. And look, if you haven't been to a Gladiators game, it is an absolute blast. It is fast. It is fun. It is tons of action. It is go, go, go the whole time. And I highly recommend it, whether you're a football fan or a sports fan or you want to have a lot of fun with the family for one day, take the fam, take your friends out to the Rio Rancho Event Center and go check out the Duke City Gladiators. It is an awesome time every time. The Rio Rancho Event Center, friend of the show, uh, Matt Bollinger, runs a great show out there. If you've never been to a gladiators contest, you've never been to a concert out there, you've never been to a monster truck rally, you've never been to an Oktoberfest or a fall festival out there, make sure you patronage the Rio Rancho Event Center because I'll tell you what, no one in the Albuquerque and Rio Rancho area does it as good as them. And it seems like we solved our tech diffs. We got Duke City Gladiators linebacker, number 11 in your programs, but number one in your heart, Malcolm McCoy, is here with us. What's happening, my guy? What's going on, bud? How you doing? Good, man. Hey, you still stuffed from that Laguna Burger today from the press conference? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It was great. You know, I love eating there. It was delicious as always. You, uh, do you get green chili on it or you get it regs? Uh, I'm more of a green chili guy. <laughs> I fell in love with it like, up like and down green. here. So, I mean, Duke City Gladiators, like, we, we pull in people from all over the country, you know. So some people come here and they don't understand the culture. They don't understand Albuquerque and they don't understand New Mexico red and green chili. And a lot of guys just throw up their hands and say, I can't do it. But you've incorporated green chili in your diet and you're actually a fan. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Since I've been down here, like I said, um, I was introduced to it by one of the locals, and um, I've just, you know, I've just been riding with it ever since. I, I love it. Speaking of Albuquerque, have is, does Albuquerque feel like home yet, or is this just like a temporary place where you stay and you play ball and you go back home? What's, what's your vibe on Albuquerque? 
Um, I would definitely say it's, it's growing. It's growing on me a lot. It's uh, starting to get to that point where it is home for me. Um, I've I've only been down here since uh, the end of February, but um, since then, you know, I've done quite a bit of exploring, and um, just the uh, the the atmosphere. It, it reminds me a lot of my own hometown, so I, I love it. And where is home? Like I know you went to Bowie State uh, out there on the east, but but where is home? Where did you go before that? That's uh that's actually where I'm from actually uh in Maryland, so uh it's it's, it's quite a ways away yeah back on the east coast um I'm originally from uh, Upper Marlboro Maryland so that's uh that's where I've lived for for the majority of my life. So you were just too big and strong for lacrosse, so you're like well I guess I'll play football then. <laughs> I guess you could say that. At least I like to think so. Yeah, I mean that's what Maryland's about, right? Lacrosse and crab cakes. Right, yeah, uh, we do have quite a, a fan base when it comes to basketball as well. But um, I was never, I was never uh, uh, gifted enough to, you know, be coordinated with basketball skills. So, you know, uh, football it is. All right, I'm gonna put it on you right now. Who's got? I mean, these these two states are number one and number two in my book. Who's got the best state flag, Maryland or New Mexico? Oh man, you see, <laughs> you know I'm gonna be biased because I am a Maryland native uh, originally, but um, I would I, I definitely have to say New Mexico's flag is is unique and it's uh it's just really really aesthetically pleasing. So you know, um, I mean I would I would go as far as to say New Mexico. I, I like theirs a lot better. Hey, excellent answer. You just won a bunch of new fans <laughs> over the airwaves right now. Uh, Malcolm, can you hang on with us? we got to go to commercial break and be back and talk some Duke City Gladiators football when we get back. Of course, no problem. All right, more Malcolm McCoy and Duke City Gladiators when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. Co-host Fred Slow is on assignment up in beautiful, historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, as he is the voice of Highland Sports, and he's calling a baseball game today. So it's all Van and friends today. We've had Brandon Ortega, Andres Trujillo, Forrest Stolting, David Carl. Up next, we got John Lopez, but right now... We're with Duke City Gladiators, Ronnie Daniels, and Malcolm McCoy. Welcome to the program, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, Malcolm, hey, defensive touchdowns change the course of a game. They give extra points on the scoreboard. They change momentum. And last week, you had not only one, but two of them. You're double (laughs) dipping, my guy. How good did that feel? Oh man, the feeling is just indescribable, really. Um, you know, growing up, I played deep, mostly defense uh, throughout my entire football career. Um, I've had interceptions, you know, I've had uh, fumble recoveries, but this definitely is my first touchdown. So, you know, uh, it was definitely something to, to call home about. So, every level of football you played, never a defensive touchdown, and you got two in one game. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's super funny. <laughs> All right, man, you're setting a high precedent going for two last week. Well, how many this week? Is the over under one and a half? <laughs> you know, I mean, I would love to say, you know, I'm going for two as well. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. It just depends on 
uh, with the with my guys before me around me, and um, just just a matter of uh, following my well, falling into the scheme and doing my job. Okay, I'm texting Dello Davis right now. He said I'm coming for your touchdown record. That's what I heard you say <laughs> just now, right? <laughs> oh man, definitely sounds like Dello. Hey, Alba- <laughs> Albuquerque legend Ronnie Daniels. How good did it feel to get back on the field last week? Uh, it felt amazing. Uh, it's been over 10 years since I played a game. So, you know, just uh, getting out there uh, yesterday, or not yesterday, but last weekend, it felt, felt really good. So, I feel like uh, you, you got in, your in first reps. Like in, past, in, past, in past games, I'm asked to do a lot more. This, you know, um, you know, you got to make plays on special teams. You got to do the little things right. So, I'll just have to go in there. Yeah, it takes a whole roster, it takes a whole locker room, and it takes a, a really good coaching staff, too. Ronnie, can mm-hmm. you tell me how you've been embraced by this team and you've been embraced by this coaching staff, you know, considering we don't really need to go into it, we ain't got enough time, but considering where you came from and, and the hurdles you had to jump over for you to get back into professional sports, what was the treatment like from the Duke City Gladiators in your locker room? Uh, I would just say, you know, the past accolades, that you know, they're cool. But you go out there and uh, you got to earn a spot. So you got to go out there every day at practice and you got to compete. And, you know, all the uh, all the past accomplishments, they're cool. Um, that's the work that we did in the past. But um, with these guys, it's more of like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do now? And how can I make myself useful to their team right now? And can we can we talk a little bit about the coaching staff? You know, Coach Carter and Coach Griggs. And, you know, all the, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and everyone else that helps with the team. Because, I mean, it, it, it takes everybody, right? This is a, it's a team effort when you're playing at this high a level. And, you know, it's, it's Sherman's first year. And, you know, Fred is, you know, he's, he's new adjacent to this. It's not like it's, it's his first time ever, but he's, he's new in this position. Can you talk a little about the coaching staff and, and the support they give you when you're out on the field? Well, I'd say that they got they have experience in the game. So, um, you know, even though it's their first year coaching or whatever like that, they played the game, so they know it. So they know the game well. And so, um, you know, um, Coach Carter, he's great. Um, whenever it comes to the run game and the run scheme, and uh, you know, uh, Coach Griggs, you know, he's good on you know putting together a good defensive strategy. And our defense has been doing great. The past couple games, they've been getting stops, you know, and so um, multiple stops a game, and that's all we can ask for. I feel like on offense, we got to do our end and put up points. So, so you you guys travel around a lot, and you get to play in a lot of facilities. Uh, Malcolm, can you talk a little bit about the Rio Rancho Event Center, which which we love at the show? We think they do an amazing job with gladiators games and concerts and, and community events. Can you talk a little bit about the support from the Rio Rancho Events Center and, you know, the kind of product that they provide for the gladiators? Of course, of course. I definitely would have to agree that uh, the Rio Rancho Event Center is definitely a unique arena. Um, I would say uh, just being there, every time we step in there, it's like a, a new experience. Um, 
my brother went to the uh, Ice Cube concert that was held there just a few weeks back, and he said he I loved it. I was there too, man. And, you know, and say again. I said I was there too, man. It was great. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I heard it was a, it was a it was a, a good one. But um, you know, just from a football standpoint, um, the support is amazing. You know, uh, just the facility itself is great. You know, we recently got a new field put down, so I mean, it's just everything is up to date, and everything is uh, everything about it is just is just amazing. You know, I, I love every part of it. This Saturday, coming up at the aforementioned Rio Rancho Event Center, um, tailgate starts at three. Easter egg hunt for the kids start at four. Doors open at five. Game starts at five thirty. Uh, Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, make sure you get out to the Rio Rancho Event Center and support your Duke City Gladiators. Uh, Ronnie, you guys got a young upstart quarterback taking over for the Offensive Player of the Year. How are you guys rallying around this young man and highlighting his talent so you can keep these W's going? Well, it's easy whenever he's uh, continuing to make good, uh, good passes in the game. You know, whenever he's making good passes in the game and in practice, um, you know, I feel like I believe in him. It's uh, more of making sure that we do our job and our part as a wide receiver um, and as a running back, making sure we do the blocks and, and catching the ball. But other than that, he throws uh, some on the dot passes. So, Malcolm, what's uh, what's the key on your side of the ball to shop, stopping the Sugar Skulls this Saturday? Um, I would say the the main key because um, it's no secret that they have some pretty good players. You know, a uh, pretty effective run game, um, and like uh, they're not too bad in the pass as well. Um, one thing that uh, our coach always emphasizes is just doing your part. You know, um, it's easy to to try to fall into the mindset of playing hero ball, but um, you have to understand that you're not responsible for every tackle. Sometimes you have to set your teammate up for the tackle, and um, when when your when that when your number is called, just being able to to fit into the scheme and do your part and not play selfish and just uh, be aggressive while doing it. So I would say the main focal points for this weekend are uh, just relying on your brothers, uh, not being selfish, and, and playing aggressive. All right, I'm gonna spit out a number here. Let's see who knows what it is. 7,068. What does that mean to you, Ronnie? <laughs> That's the uh, the Russian uh, high school. <laughs> that is correct. That is the career rushing leader in New Mexico football, which is Ronnie Daniels, who you can see at the Rio Rancho Event Center this Saturday, tailgate at 3 o'clock, Easter egg hunt for the kids at 4 o'clock. Doors open at 5, kickoff 5.30. Make sure you get out there and support your boys. Ronnie Daniels, Malcolm McCoy, thanks for joining me on the program today, gentlemen. Of course, man. Thanks for having us. Hey, give them hell on Saturday, boys. Get another win. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. What a program today, Albuquerque. Thanks for playing with me today on a special Van and Friends episode. 
as Robert Buck D. Gibson is out on assignment. And Fred Slow, voice of New Mexico Highlands, is out on assignment. Special shout-out to KOB-TV's Brandon Ortega for joining me. New Mexico runners and the New Mexico games, Andres Trujillo. New Me the Albuquerque Isotopes, Forrest Stolting. New Mexico United's David Carl. Duke City Gladiators, Ronnie Daniels and Malcolm McCoy. And super producer behind the glass, back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, Mike Vital. Good show today, buddy. Yeah, it was very interesting. We had a lot of guests, and, and you, you love when the community gets together and rallies around sports, and we saw all the, the different teams that the city represents, and it's been fun. Yeah, and I had, I had you working today, actually, working the phones, working the lines. And, uh, That's do we, no do we still got those? Do we still got those Gladiator tickets? Out? Yeah, let's get rid of them. Okay, we got two tickets to the Duke City Gladiators this Saturday at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Uh, when we're off the line, the second this segment is over, call 505-246-0610. Mike Vital will get your information to me. So we got two, two tickets to the Duke City Gladiators this Saturday at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 505-246-0610. Get in there. We wouldn't be here without our friends in the community and send a special shout-out to I-9 Sports. So check out i9sports.com, Franchise 280. If you've got a kid looking to be in sports, you've got a kid with unique interests, give them a call. They can help you out, whether it's a traditional sport or something new and different that you don't know about. League Office 280, i9sports.com. Email leagueoffice280 at i9sports.com. Office number 505-312-4999. No one does it better than them in the Albuquerque community. Of all the amazing guests that we've had on the show today, boy, did we save the best for last, because I am live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Home Studio, and I have on the line with me the John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. What's happening, my dude? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Man, I've missed you. I just wanted to make sure how you feeling, Van. You doing good, baby? Hey, I'm doing good, symptom-free for four days, tested negative three days in a row, went to the gym today, your boy is back to life, high energy, I can't wait to get out in the community again, and I can't wait to be live with you somewhere. This internet stuff <laughs> and phone stuff has got to stop. I want to see my boy live because I love your energy and I love what you do for the community, and I miss you too, my man. How are things? Oh, man, things are going so awesome. It's just unbelievable. And you forgot one more sport. This sport is near and dear to my heart. I've been dabbling in this sport since the Mivida Loco Johnny Tapia years. He oh. was a very good friend of mine years ago. I did a lot of marketing with him and Teresa, did a lot of traveling, became such good friends with him, became really good friends with Danny the Dynamite, Kid Dynamite Romero, all these world champion boxers. And now I started dabbling again because now I am the title sponsor for Kat Renee, White Lightning. Her professional debut is coming up this Friday on uh, April the 22nd at the Empire Event Center 
on Sunset Road. And you know what? New Mexico is kind of known for boxing, and then we became kind of known for MMA. We are just kind of known for some pretty special stuff across the nation, my brother. Hey, for all of its faults, Albuquerque knows how to turn up, and Albuquerque knows how to protect itself. We love boxing. We love MMA. We love all combat sports. And another thing that Albuquerque does is support their own. So Albuquerque, get out there to the Empire Event Center and check out Catherine White Lightning Renee as you are the title sponsor for White Lightning. How, how did this all come about? Tell me, when did you start being a boxing promoter, my man? Well, like I said, back in the days, it started with Johnny Tapia back in 1998 to 2004. I was really involved at the time. I've been close personal friends with Danny all these years. He's helping these kids that are homeless, literally homeless with no shoes. He welcomes them into his gym downtown. He teaches them how to box. He creates this family, this locker room. So I've always kind of dabbled a little bit about it. And then Kat... You know, when I was one of the owners, uh, the majority owner for the Duke City Gladiators, back up until 2018, apparently she was around at that time. And I never had the privilege of meeting her, but she knew who I was. So now when she finally got through her amateur boxing career, she reached out and she said, John, I got my debut coming up, my professional debut, and I'm looking for a sponsor. I want a title sponsor for this year. And I did some research. She is unbelievable. She's incredible. I turned back to Kat and I said, you know what? I'm not going to be your title sponsor for this year. And she goes, really? And I go, no, the only way I'll do it is if you sign with me for three years because this girl is amazing. She actually has charisma. She's got poise. She's got strength. She's fast. She has that look that can go global the way we do out of New Mexico, the way we do out of Albuquerque. So I said, if you want a title sponsor for three years, you got me. She said, absolutely. So we got weigh-ins coming in. She's training hard. I really wanted to bring her on the show, but she's too, uh, she's too busy over there beating up those heavy bags, getting ready for next week. And so I had to do my part and just sit back and say, hey, we've got a sponsor. We've got to take care of our own, and she's doing great things in the community. I just look forward to seeing what's going to happen on April 22nd, boss. She is so talented. I mean, this girl already has more belts than men's warehouse. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. That's the tagline for this Friday night fight. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, so let's. Uh, could you preview preview the fight a little bit? Like, what's what's her biggest challenge? Who's she going up against? She's going against herself. To be honest with you. That's really what it is. This is her debut. She's putting pressure on her. Most young boxers who have had a successful amateur career, who has that confidence, who's just strutting and knows that they can take anybody down at any day of the week. But now she's entering the professional realm. She's wanting that pro card. She wants to start with that 1-0. So no matter who she puts in front of them, no matter how fast, quick, big, small, it doesn't really matter. The first thing she has to battle is herself and get it out of her mind and just know that this is another boxing match that she just needs to go in there, show up for, be ready, and make it happen. Once you get through that, don't matter who's in front of her. I think she's going to do phenomenal. Catherine White Lightning Renee has won every single accolade she can in her amateur 
career, and now she's going pro for the first time next Friday at the Empire Event Center. Make sure you get out there and support local athletes. Speaking of local, John, you're Mr. Everything in the real estate world here in Albuquerque. Can you give me a quick update on the market and what it looks like for the real estate investor, for the homeowner, someone thinking about selling right now? Well, I, I love that you bring that up because that was one of my big, big excitements about getting on the program with you today, Dan, because we've had some great changes in the real estate market. And when I say that, a lot of the realtors look at me twice like, are you serious? And I go, absolutely. The interest rates went up almost 1.5% within the last week. And everybody who really doesn't understand the benefits of that is probably having some concern. But the reality is, is all we're doing is going back to a more level market. They're still historically low. If you go back 30, 40 years, we've never had 5 to 6% interest rates until we've seen it this last 10 years. You know, so everybody's kind of gotten spoiled with the 3 and 4%. And, you know, everybody started taking it for granted. And people are, like, waiting and not moving and, and, and really kind of holding up the momentum of our Albuquerque real estate growth. Well, now that it's jumped up between five and it's going to probably hit six, uh, what we're going to see is we're going to see it level off a little bit. So if you're waiting to list your house because you wanted to capitalize on the market, that's the time we're coming into right now. You, we, we already had that huge initial growth that we've had for the last three years that we've seen this dynamic market come to life. So now's the time to sit back and say, well, our market's steady. It's strong. It's not going to drop as far as value, but we're not going to have a four hundred thousand dollar home that was three twenty last year, next year go to four eighty. Next year it's gonna go from four probably to what our average has been, you know, four and a half, five percent, maybe four ten. So if it's time to upgrade or downsize, if it's time to, you know, semi retire, whatever is going on in your life, don't be afraid of the jump in interest rates. Embrace it, see the opportunity, get your house on the market, call your favorite realtor, talk to them about it see or talk to her about it and find out, you know what I mean, if it's the right time. Just don't react and don't be afraid because of the movement in the market. It's still a strong market. We have a natural growth going on. We're good, guys. Speaking of favorite realtor, John, we're up against it. How do the friends of the show, how do the loyal listeners get a hold of you in case they want this information? Well, the beautiful thing about me is you can just Google John Lopez ABQ, Google John Lopez NM, or you can just call me at 505-991-3386 or go and send me a quick email John Lopez Real Estate all spelled out John Lopez Real Estate at gmail.com John we appreciate you so much thank you for everything you do for Albuquerque and the Albuquerque community and thank everything you do for Two Men On thanks for being a friend and thanks for being a friend of the show my dude Anytime, brother. You call me. I'm always happy to write the checks, but I'm more happy to have be your friend, man. We love you guys. Making magic every day, baby. All right. We're going straight from two men on to the lab. Josh Sushan with the Albuquerque Isotopes pregame show coming up after this. Come see your boys at the Isotopes tomorrow as two men on will be live from the lab. Have a great day, Albuquerque, and we'll see you tomorrow.